This is my first one. I'm sitting here. This is Dean Edwards chilling my man Joe Vesey. Um, I don't have a name for the show yet, you know. But well, we cool, will. Cool, cool for the mucking. <laughs> cool for the mucking pocket. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I'm 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 looking forward to it. Excited. I did Joe's podcast. What was that like? Two months ago. Yes, the callback. The, we did Joe's uh, the callback about two months ago with my man Mike in the background. Big shout out to Mike. Mike, oh um, no. Mike has realized people can't see him waving, but he did just wave to y'all. And uh, and I dug uh, I dug the setup. We had a lot of fun, and and I've been bouncing around ideas. As far as doing a podcast, uh, you know, Joe and I, I think we, we've been talking about it for a second. I said, all right, you know what? I think I'm going to do it. So here we are. And we met at Bear Burger, which we you introduced. At, at Bear Burger. I, I put my, I put, I put, uh, look, I just called you Mike. I, um, I put Joe on to uh, Bear Burger, which is an organic burger place. Uh, there's, it's actually a chain we're just plugging everybody right now. It's a chain, <laughs> it's a but chain they burger. have they have the they have the banging uh, burgers. You can get all types of burgers. You can get uh, you know ostrich meat. Yeah. I think uh, was elk, um, Angus, and then just straight beef for turkey. Burgers. Maybe we'll get them as a sponsor. Maybe, maybe we will. I stopped know. by there to get a shake yesterday. I meant did to you tell really? You that I 100% did. I was in, I was, there's one in uh, Brooklyn Heights, right on um, yeah, but that's new. Pacific Road. That's, it's, it's right at the corner of Pacific and uh, Court Street. My kids go and, to school over there. Okay. Yeah. And, I'm uh, excited every time I see one. Yeah, man. Yeah, Berg, they, they had, uh, and I'm glad because it's the fall, the fall is approaching. So they have a, uh, they have a, a pumpkin in, for Halloween, they have a pumpkin shake. Yeah. Spanged. Is it that good? We sound really fat right now. <laughs> we sound obese, baby, baby. But yeah, man, so I um I you know, I'm glad glad that anybody will actually sit down and listen to me yap. Uh Joe Joe is holding my hand through this this one. You know, he won't always be here, but he's here in spirit because this is kind of um he's part of the reason that I even finally did it. Cause you know, my man Big J, I'm going to call him out. Big J Okerson, good friend of mine. Uh, Big J and I, we've been talking the last two years about doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to understand, comics, this, this is what comics do. Comics, we get excited in the moment, and then we go home and we become the lazy slubs that we really are. And so for probably the last, the better part of the last two years, Jay and I, we've been saying, yo, man, Yo, we need to do this podcast because what Jay and I do, we have we have um, a, a great rapport. It's almost we're almost symbiotic when it comes to uh, movie and uh, film references and music references from the eighties. Right, you know okay. anything that that I wasn't born that. Yeah, so right, right. You're from, young. Yeah. You're a young man. But um, anything that was Golden a uh, Golden Globus production, which is a company that's no longer around. From breaking to breaking to electric boogaloo to uh, all of the ninja, American Ninja movies, American Ninja Three Domination, these are all movies that we quote. The Outsiders, uh, anything starring C. Thomas Howell, you know, we yeah. the Outsiders and 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 Red Dawn and Wolverines. Which can I just say, uh, I was sleepy about two weeks ago. And I sat down, we're in my living room right now. I sat downstairs. I was about, I was getting ready to go upstairs to go to bed because I was, I think I was tired. I had just gotten off the road. 
and I'm just turning past the channels as I'm, you know, guys yeah. do that. Like you'll stand up and you're in motion preparing to leave whatever situation you're doing, but you're like, here, let me turn to Sports Center. Let me just see what else is on TV. I turn past, I don't know, like Stars right. and Red, the original Red Dawn. I never saw the new one, but I'm sure it was it was corny. But the original Red Dawn was on. Do you know I, I stayed up until like 3.30 a.m. and watched this whole movie with the biggest, cheesiest grin on my face? Because it still holds up. Right, right. You know right, right, definitely. Mike, Mike, you've seen it evidently, yeah? Yeah. You've seen it? Okay. Of course, every, if, 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 you, if you came up in that era, you know, you had to see uh, Do you think outsiders. it would still hold up for, I, for me if I was watching for the first time? If you saw, you know what, Red Dawn, actually, The Outsiders definitely would hold up because it's a book. It's a book. Okay. Um, and there's certain, I think there's certain uh, nor societal norms that haven't changed. You have the haves and the have-nots, the socias and the greasers. Right. And, and and so I know a lot of people would be surprised and say, yo, brother knows about greasers and socias because it's all, it's so, so, sociological, it's the same crap, you know, yeah. you deal with the haves and the have-nots. And the story, have you ever read the book? I have not. Oh, dude, it's, yeah, it's a good, I said it's a good book. I ain't never read that book, but I saw the movie. That's the beauty <laughs> That's the beauty of the book, that, of the movie. You don't need to see it. Because I really believed you read it when you said yeah, that. Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a brilliant actor oh. you know, <laughs> that people are learning. Um, but yeah, man, the, the, the movies That's hold funny. up. And so Jay and I, we, we said, you know what? We should do a podcast where we just sort of, um, you know, wax poetic on, you know, old school whatever. Movie. Right, right. Old school entertainment. And uh, which I'm gonna do on this show, and I'm sure Jay will come on um, as a guest, and we'll have fun. But at this particular moment in my life, I said, you know what? I'm either not gonna do it, or you're going to do it. <laughs> or yeah, I'm gonna do it. And yeah, two years is a long time. That's yeah, a long discussion. Yeah, yeah. It's a long meeting. Yeah, it's a very long meeting. That's that's <laughs> that, that sounds like every meeting in Hollywood. We're like, no, no, we love you. We just uh, we gotta we we're working on uh, the pre we have a new president of the company. Well, this is what they do. Well, maybe you can give me like a few assignments for a couple movies. Okay. Maybe I'll go back and watch them and then say, you wow, I fell asleep I, halfway through. And, I, would say, uh, here's, I would say Red, you, you want to start with The Outsiders because The Outsiders, let me, let me give you the cast of The Outsiders, right? You had... Uh, Is anyone alive still? Or? Yeah, most, dude, like The Outsiders <laughs> starred everybody that was about to pop. The okay. Outsiders is the equivalent, I'm trying to think what movie currently sort of holds that weight or in the last 10 years holds that weight where a lot of people started out in this movie and then like escalated. Oh, you like, know? You know, like I, I was going to say the 40 year old virgin, even though it's a comedy, you know what? but, but the everyone went virgin, on to be yeah, a lot of big. that's yeah. All like all of the Apatow crew, you know, if you look at like Judd Apatow's early work where you had everyone from, from uh, Seth Rogen to Jonah Franco. What, well, so, so what was his show? Un, Undeclared? Undeclared. So Undeclared. If you look at Undeclared, that's what The Outsiders was back then. You okay. had, I'm about to run down. I'm, you're going to bug out okay. when I run down this okay. list for you and everybody listening. Okay. You had uh, Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe, wow. uh, uh, C. Thomas Howell, Tom Cruise. You didn't expect that. Eh? Wow. Eh? Tom Cruise. Uh, yeah, that was his first. Was was that his first movie? Or was Taps? Taps came after that. Um, one of those two. Um, Diane Lane. 
Oh, uh, dang. I'm I'm uh And they were not faint. They were they not. weren't they weren't famous. Okay. They, this this is pre this is pre prior to what became the the uh the the brat pack. Okay. Emilio Estevez. Uh dang. Ah man, I'm seeing I'm 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 seeing the scenes and I'm trying to run through the scenes. Uh nobody black. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola nope. was like uh, you know let's just keep this in this not even an extra community. there wasn't even a black guy in the uh, background wasn't even wasn't even the, the one bro- usually those movies will have like the one token brother in the background with an afro and he just has one like uh, like man that's messed up man um, but no, there were there were no brothers. But it was also it, t- it takes place in the fifties. I think the fifties, uh, okay. early sixties. So it was a period piece. So you know, Jim Crow and segregation. It's understood, right? You know, oh, uh, uh, what's uh, uh, you gonna do? We gotta do this for Johnny, Matt Dillon. Oh wow, Matt Dillon was a star already. Were there any rappers in it? Nah, not not it. Rap wasn't. I think it came out probably like what eighty one, eighty two. So the only rappers that could have made it in would have been Curtis Blowing. He would have been too old. (laughs) Curtis Blowing, Master G from the Sugar Hill Gang might have made the cut. Okay, okay. But uh, nah, but that it was a dope movie. So start off, you want to see the Outsiders, and then you want to graduate to uh to Red Dawn. Okay, because Red Dawn, um, the the premise of Red Dawn, which is actually ridiculous if you think about it. And that's that's why I say it holds up uh, excitement-wise, but if you go into it with a logical mindset, you're like, well, this is stupid because they invade, it, you know, back back in the uh, late 70s, early 80s, we were always afraid that the, the Russians were going to attack us, yeah. that we were going to be attacked by the Russians. And so... Uh, the idea is that the, the the those commie bastards, the Russians invade, um, like the the somewhere somewhere like not Arizona but somewhere out in the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. you know, um, like Oklahoma, some, somewhere out there, and they they and so, so instead they they've gotten past all of our our borders and they've invaded small town USA and turned. A football field into a concentration cha- camp for 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 people. Yeah, yeah, your yeah. face is really saying hi. Well, yeah, no, I'm just I'm, gonna watch. No, no, I'm, def- <laughs> I'm definitely gonna watch it. I'm 100 because then you know you can't yeah, even you, knock you, something yeah. if you don't right, watch it. Right, so right. I, you know. But uh, as I guess I'm as, I'm descri- it, but- as I'm describing, it, I'm saying you know what this really uh, <laughs> was implausible. Um, but yeah, they they invade this this town. They take over the town and a, a renegade. Group of kids, teenagers from the school, um, fight back. I'm at least gonna look it up on Wikipedia. Yeah, look it up I on Wikipedia. That much IMDb it, you know, and 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 that one then brought. So we we had that also had. Let's see, that had Patrick Swayze, uh, um, uh, not Emilio Estevez, but uh, uh, Charlie Estevez, Charlie Sheen. Okay. Um, C. Thomas Howell, he had to be in it. If it was a movie and it was popping in the early 80s, it had to be, have C. Thomas Howell in it. Um, instead of Diane Lane, we had Jennifer Grey and Leah Thompson, the mother from uh, from from Back to the Future. Okay. Uh, who am I forgetting? I, I know I'm forgetting somebody else, but those were the main 
characters. Then there were a couple of dudes that you were like, oh, I saw him in this other movie, this ABC after school special. Yeah. You know, that you have. I have mad old school references sometimes, man. That shows how old school I am. Like the statute of limitations as far as watching TV nowadays, you have a little less than uh, 24 hours. Like if you miss, if something airs on Sunday night, you have until Monday afternoon before... To, to look at people and say, I don't die. Right, right. You don't cover your ears. And, and then if it's Tuesday, then you're just... By Tuesday, you're, you're ass out. Yeah, you're so done. By Tuesday, if, people if are you disgusted. didn't watch it... People are disgusted you. that you haven't watched it. Yeah, yet, and yeah. They'll ruin it Well, not you. only have are people disgusted, but people will discuss it in front of you. Right. And, and that's on you to excuse yourself. <laughs> you know? Right, right. But, even, but if, you, if you're the only person, I didn't watch it. Oh, really? Yeah, that's true. People... people well, we, which kind of makes sense because, like, at this point... Like, you can't get mad. Uh, I'm trying to think of something that, like, if, if if I were to say, yeah, you know, and uh, and it turns out that Bruce Willis was actually dead in the sixth sense. You know, for somebody to say, dude, dude, what are you doing? You're like, what do you mean? Dude, you just gave up the ending. My man, you've had more than a decade to figure out and learn that that's what M. Night Shyamalan does. So if you didn't, that's on you. Right. You know. Um, with fights, and we do that a lot. Like now, like like Mayweather's fighting this weekend. Now I'm going to L.A., so I'll probably go to the fight party and watch it, or I'll go, I'll find a bar in between mm-hmm. doing spots. But if I was at home and I was running through the city, I would I would find a way to not see the fight for a week, whether I could not not find out the results. Yeah, that'd be tough. That's kind of hard. That'd be tough. No, I, I, I'm a fan of, of of the shows, and so I I still I still to this day I watch the credits on a movie. Yeah, just, just because I, I did I you ever get in the Shield? It. I love the Shield. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, I this what's funny is most of the most of the shows on uh, say AMC and FX. Um, I might have come to late, like the Shield. I think. I remember. I remembered when they were when they were. I, as a matter of fact, the reason I didn't watch the Shield is because I was on SNL at the time. This is prior to um, TiVo had just came, come out, and I didn't have one. I still was recording on VCR uh, or VHS format, and I remember the trailers for it, for for the Shield um, prior to it first coming out, and I said, "Yo, that looks interesting." But FX wasn't really on my radar, mm-hmm. you know. FX, yeah, the Shield kind of made FX. Yeah, the Shield did make FX, you know. And um, was that Ryan Murphy, right? Sean Ryan. Sean Ryan. Sean Ryan. Ryan Murphy is a American uh, American horror story in, in Glee, which is weird. Okay. Which is a weird, right? Yeah, that's, that's a weird, a yeah. weird uh, amalgam of of creativity. Yeah, you know, let's have singing kids and then witches. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think the shield. The shield is sort of unsung, man. That that was it is good. unsung. I, I actually unofficially interned the last season. Did you really? Yeah, you've worked on a lot of joints, like on the low. Like what? Yeah. What? What have you? Because you just finished working with Rock on, yeah, on, uh, on his on his untitled new, movie, untitled yeah. uh, movie about uh, celebrity. Um, but what? And you worked with him before uh, on Grown Ups too. On Grown Ups too. And then there's the. And then before that, I worked on. The, the shield kind of unofficial. So you told you it. had time between. Well, those. because I went. I'm trying to think. I I when I worked on the shield, that was like my first year going into film school. Okay, okay. And then I was in New York just doing film stuff, and I didn't like. Uh, went to, you you went to NYU. No, 
No, you Brooklyn didn't. Brooklyn College. Brooklyn College. You did. You both. Yeah. Which, NYU. Well, here's the thing. NYU didn't accept me either. So screw them. Well, here's the thing about Brooklyn College. People don't realize. Well, maybe they do, but maybe people outside of New York don't realize it's a very reputable program. Right. I think right. people are very surprised, and you right. can get it at a price and everything. Right. You know, NYU. You, you honestly, I think you're the paying difference for the is you're paying for the name and, and the, the networking. location. And yeah, and that, that type of thing. But um, yeah, but once I was in Brooklyn College, I was kind of engulfed in my own okay. stuff and trying to do that. But I did like, I was crazy. Like I did talk my way on to Law and Order Criminal Intent because really? I wanted to be on the set and I just walked in and Chelsea Piers from basketball <laughs> and basically asked him. So you, you, you had, my your ball? had had wow. my bag with me uh-huh. and basketball and I'm in baggy warm up clothes time uh-huh. when I wore, you know, 3XL clothes. Yeah. Well, I didn't start. No, that was what he. That was. You went to Sandler's, but you had no, already worked on the film. Right? No, I didn't. I didn't. I don't know San, where that rumor is getting Sandler started. Sandler didn't lean in like, I, yeah. Why is this guy uh, walking into my house sweaty with a ball? That okay. Well, that's funny that he's bringing the story up. No, what happened with that is that sounds weird. Out yeah, of context. I want to hear this story. No. Um. Well, first of all, with criminal intent. I literally went on the set. Not very great security, by the way, because right. I'm there with a bag, right. and uh, this is post 9/11. But right. I was just on the set, right. and I basically was basically saying, I, you know, I just really want to be on a set and see how stuff happens, and just talk. You my said way. this to, to to the PAs. To it wasn't a PA. It was actually a guy that was, I think, a production supervisor. Okay. I just said, who can I talk to about? Like being, I don't even know what I said. I'm pretty good when it comes to like just you have kind to give of to get. yeah. And I just basically said, "Listen, this is what I'm trying to do. I just uh-huh. really would love to be on set and observe." He gave me his email. Uh-huh. It was the guy was really nice, and then he finally talked to me on the phone. And once I told him which high school I went to, that somehow perked him up. I went to Archbishop Malloy, oh, which is okay. the only thing Malloy's ever done for me. Right. Get me that little thing, <laughs> and uh, they weren't and uh, they weren't <laughs> shit otherwise. Uh, and attention um, right there, and uh, and. And then he let me be on the set and he just let me hang out. So it wasn't like you just, so there was some history behind, like you didn't just walk in, walk walk off of the ball court, you're sweating, dripping with sweat with your ball in hand and you walked on the set. You met someone on the set and then you got to... Well, I, I had literally, I changed out of those clothes, uh-huh. still technically sweaty. Okay. Still sweaty. All right. Maybe on my forehead, dripping down to make it a little more cinematic. Okay. I come on and said, I did not know anybody. Uh And I literally just walked up to someone and talked to him. I had nobody. Then he gave me his email. Then I contacted him. Oh, wow. But I didn't know a single person on the set. Wow, wow. And I actually met a couple people that I still know to this day and talked to the writers. This guy, Charlie Rubin, who was a teacher for NYU at the time and a writer for that show. And that was like my first experience being on like a set was that. Did you tell Charlie that he should teach at Brooklyn College at that point? <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't foresee me going there. But uh, but then, and then The Shield came and then I was in film school. And uh, How'd you get The Shield? The Shield was ironically uh, someone that I knew was actually uh pretty good friends, not like great friends, but mm-hmm. I knew him well enough, the creator, Sean Ryan. And so that was obviously the best hookup. See, that's that was I mean, it was pure luck. And honestly, the only reason and the great thing about that guy who knew Sean Ryan is this guy. He actually works in the NBA and he loved the shield so much that Uh he wrote Sean Ryan a letter. Oh, wow. And I think, you know, obviously, I'm sure a lot of people write letters. But being that it came from someone working in the NBA. If you have the NBA logo on your uh, paper, it got his attention. And they became actually pretty good friends from this kind of letter. And he invited him. And then I told the guy what I was doing, and I said, I'm a huge fan of The Shield. I'm out in L.A. working on this independent film, uh, and uh, that was uh, not a fun experience. And uh, then 
Aren't Sean Ryan ever? actually gave me a call and really and was the nicest he guy just ever. Call you, no well, call you didn't from, expect. Well, from from the, from that, the friend, from the friend, uh-huh. and then Sean actually made the call, you know, no. himself. And he and he is one of the nicest people ever. I had literally probably one of the most rare experiences that I was allowed carte blanche from the writers' room to on set, and you and just wander, just and did whatever I wanted. Wow. And I was, I mean, I was respectful. That's what kept me of there. Course, they said there were some other course. people that actually didn't last. Uh, right. In that because, position, right? Because right. one person, I believe, knocked on Sean's door and asked him if he could give him notes on a script. Oh, which is, a, which is, and I believe, Body he, was, blow. And, and Body I believe blow. he was like, yeah, it was like over the top, right? Can you imagine doing something like that? Hi, um, uh, Sean. Yeah, thanks for letting me on the set. Listen, <laughs> I was wondering the um, storyline with Acevedo and him getting, you know, raped. I just, I was thinking we could go a little softer. <laughs> But you, you know, it's your show. It's your show. Just you know, so you know, I'm gonna go near the uh, donuts. <laughs> just give me, a, give me a ring if you. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I and being in the writers' room, I think, was the most incredible experiences that I'll mm-hmm. never forget. And uh, how and, yeah. long did they like? I would imagine as most writers' room, they just bounced ideas, or did they like, like, what was the process in the writers' room like? I got to see a few different days. The uh-huh. day that I was in there was. Um, was basically there was every uh, each episode different writers were assigned episodes right 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 and these two writers in particular had I guess fleshed out a lot of uh, it was like episode six of the last season at the time okay. and they were basically pitching Sean what they had come up with and okay. breaking it down beat by beat oh, or, and then everyone would kind of comment on that and go back they already six. had a lot of it I think outlined right, right. but it was like just going through it step mm-hmm. by step and Sean would basically come in and oversee you know what they were doing and add stuff and. It you was, went multiple days. How how long would you say the process? Like per day, was it a you know the, you know for the lay person that knows nothing about um, the art of television writing or film writing, um, and there's a uh, drastic difference, um, but there are also similarities. What would you say was it like? People clocked in at ten a.m. and sat in this room. For six to eight hours, yeah. I know it, but you know. Yeah, for, yeah, for, no, but, it was it was like I think yeah, coming around ten. I think there were different days. Some days everyone was right. together when they had to really go from scratch right. with the episode. But once everyone was assigned something, then and maybe go off, off, right, and then come back to see what you got, right, and then go you know and vice versa. Sean, I think would only come in maybe actually physically in the writers' room mm. maybe once. He, he wouldn't be in there every day. Right, he comes right. in like for the, okay, when everyone's got Which stuff is what together. You, if you created the show, that's the beauty of it. You're like, yeah. you know what? I don't need to uh, show up when you all do. I got right. this. But at the end of the but it's still with every script he had to go through. He, he yeah. rewrote and definitely like yeah. had it's still his hands. His baby. Oh yeah, he had his hands on every script yeah. and I think, and worked so hard on it. And he was producing like two other shows at the, right. I think at that time. Um, or and how long would they stay there until? A long time. Yeah. Until they got it. I mean, and then I was in there another day when it was just two writers, and they were just, man, going back and forth, back and forth for hours and hours, you know, playing with a little basketball and right. just, you know, right. going. Shooting, yeah. And there was, you know, obviously they always have the writer's assistant in there who, if people don't know, is literally writing down right. every, every idea yeah. they say in the room right. and then puts it together. Like a stenographer. Right, a stenographer. Right. And, uh, right. and then I was on set. So I was, this was like, I was almost on set for like, Two months, like oh, I was, yo. so I was in the writers' room, and I would show up on set every day, at you know, early in the morning. I would Did stay you the work whole day. At the time? <laughs> no, well, I was in. What was I? This was after my first year in college. Okay. Before film school. Okay. And uh, 
no, I wasn't, I wasn't getting paid. I wasn't working. I was just doing it for the experience. Thank God my parents let me do this. You know, they kind of obviously helped me out by letting me kind of go out there. I stayed with a friend mm. and, uh, uh, I was actually staying with Mark Jackson. That's what I was the staying with. The ball Yes, I was staying with Mark See, for the you know summer. What, like, I, know, like, I thought you would find that, that here fun. Here we go. Well, like, I just, you know, it's funny the whole time you're telling that story, right? <laughs> I knew, I knew like, in your face. I noticed he didn't say his friend's name and I, and I was good. I was I like, see, I was going to ask. I can see it coming. I can see it coming. I was like, you coming. know what? I'm going to see if he just sort of reveals it over, over the I course of I can see it in it. your face. Like it sounds, because then it's, it becomes more awkward that I'm like holding it back. Like I'm not saying it. Like, right. But then I said, oh, you know what? This actually be kind of interesting to the podcast. Right. In any right. other situation, I don't know if I would. Well, also because I knew when you said Sean Ryan and he and Sean Ryan got cool in my mind, I said, okay, it has to be someone that everybody knows. Oh, no, it wasn't Mark that oh, had anything okay. to do with the Shield. That was This was a guy who works for the NBA, like gotcha. administrating gotcha. and that okay. stuff. Okay. That's like another, I know. But, this is a, this sounds weird. Was, was was the the family friend Family friend that, that let me with, stay in right. L.A. And the only reason I wanted to shout him out was because I would not have been able to be out in L.A. Right. It was no, not I for mean, his family letting me stay hey, in his house. Hey, Desiree Coleman, fine woman. Whoa. Come on, man. What is, what is this with the... How do you know I everything? I know things. I'm that's telling you... Really, that's almost creepy now, I feel like, that you know... I, like, I, you know what? You know her, like, middle name. Your, your mother's... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just saying... Did you my mom? If you, you know what? <laughs> All right. You know what? Uh, I, Wait, is this why we yeah, get along so well? Let me just say I gave you the shirt for a reason, Sonny. Wow. No, but... um. Jeez. No, Desiree Cone, people don't know this. Singer. She was a singer. Uh, Patti LaBelle discovered her in the uh, mid to late 80s. Has a sick fifth octave uh, voice. Um, you know, and, a lot of information. Well, you know what? I was a... I, coming up, I knew what I wanted to do as far as becoming a comedian and, and an actor and, taking, and, and being Mr. Box Office in the same uh, vein as, say, Eddie Murphy. But I've always, to this day, I still, I still buy Entertainment Weekly, man, because I just like, I, I you know, XX. I remember uh, uh, Ian Edwards when I got on um, SNL. I remember Ian Edwards, very funny comic. Uh, follow him at Ian Edwards Comic uh, on oh, Twitter wow. and Instagram. Nice. Um, I plug my people, you know, and um, say again. Huh? No, that's what's funny that people always think, yo, I'm like, no, no, man, he's Jamaican. I'm me. <laughs> right. You know, um, but Ian said to me, I think because we were friends and he also, he had written on SNL for a couple of weeks prior, a, a year or two before I got there. And he was the, he was one of my first friends that, uh, that lit, made the move to Hollywood. And so he was entrenched and had worked on shows and had been in writer's room. And so... He was actually, actually during the entire time that I, you know, as, as a matter of fact, the next the next podcast, um, I'll tell people my my entire the story of getting to SNL. That's that's remind me. I had that on the notes. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. But okay. Um, but Ian told me he was like, man, make sure you do everything you did uh, <laughs> before you got on the show. And so he knew that I rhyme. He's like, man, always right. Always if you rhyme, always right. If you if you read XXL and the source. Keep reading XXL and the Source. That's what got you here. Keep reading Entertainment Weekly. Mm. And the beauty of being on any show like uh, any daily or weekly show like that, um, that becomes a, a business expense. So the show, um, the the assistants will say, um, do you have uh, something that you want every week? So I, I said, yeah, Entertainment Weekly. So um, Monday or every day you had 
probably six different newspapers laid out on the writer's room table on the 17th floor. Um, and they would have a couple of entertainment weeklies and maybe one XXL or the, so, you know, so you had access yeah. to whatever was going on because it was our job to, to sort of play with and make fun of current events, right, of wh- whether they were political or uh, pop oriented. And so um, I forgot my original point. Well, because that you, that you, <laughs> Damn, but that you, uh, that you know about a lot of different things for yeah. a reason that, you know, kind of somewhat, you know, yeah, not, not everyone yeah. knows. So, yeah. so that's why. So like, uh, like for instance, like last night, uh, Arsenio Hall is back on the air. I came up, man, like by the time when Arsenio premiered, Arsenio premiered, um, I want to say 80, it actually was 88. Joan Rivers, that's what was interesting about, um, Joe just showed me Eminem's new video for Berserk. Berserk, yep. Uh, um, and what I dug about the video was uh, Eminem makes a lot of nods to sort of that golden era of hip hop when you had everyone from Public Enemy to LL Cool J to the Beastie Boys and and Def Jam was really running running the industry as far as taking taking um you know this this hip hop culture and and putting it up on a worldwide screen and so. Um, what I dig about the video is Eminem is not into old school Beastie Boys, you know, Paul, Paul's Boutique and Shadrack, you know, and, and you have, uh, you know, scenes that, that you look at him like, oh, that's the scene from LL's going back to Cali, you know, yeah. and this wide shot is, is a nod to, um, walk this way. The, the wide shot of the mm-hmm. box reminded me of the walk this way video when, when Run DMC are rehearsing prior to Aerosmith busting through the wall. And um, and so I was a fan of that. So uh, um, Joan Rivers had a show first. Joan, you know, people, I, you got to give Arsenio credit because Arsenio was putting, Arsen, the reason Arsenio's show was important was because he put a lot of rappers on. That's true. That, and not, actually not just rappers. He put on the Red Hot uh, Chili Peppers. He was putting on all of the music acts that were sort of on the fringes of, society as far as the the world of popular yeah. music because uh like Bon Jovi and the hair bands were still big at the time. You didn't you didn't have the the punk scene or the alt rock scene or the grunge scene that popped, you know, five years later. And so prior to him coming out, Joan Rivers did that. I still have tapes downstairs where you have Joan introducing Run DMC. Uh Joan Rivers introduced in the uh the Beastie Boys. And then what happened was for whatever reason, uh, Fox fired Joan Rivers off her show. You might be too young to remember no, this. No, I, I do know okay. that, though. See, the, the Joan Rivers, first woman to ever get her own late night show. Um, it ran for a couple of months. And then Fox, I don't remember what happened, but Fox pulled, the sh- pulled her off the show, fired her off the show. But they still, I guess, had so, like, grown, now being in the industry, I think what had happened was they, ha- they had already, the affiliates had already bought the show and so they had to air the show. So now a bunch of uh what if you were a hot comic in in the uh the late eighties, they said, All right, well get get Robert Townsend, Hollywood Shuffle is hot, so we'll get him to host. Right. And get fill in the blank hot uh young comic. And then one time Arsenio came on. Now Arsenio had a lot of heat um because he had just done this this HBO produced special called Uptown Comedy Express that Eddie Murphy produced, and that that uh, was probably one of the first times people saw 
Chris Rock um, on TV or, or Robert Townsend uh, uh, did the stand-up on that and um, um, Marsha Warfield and Uncle Ray Murphy and uh, damn, who else? There's, there's like one more person was on there. Um, uh, but it, it was a brilliant yeah. special and so Arsenio had heat. And right, he, and, right. he and Eddie also were tight. So whereas everyone else came on and did their shows, Arsenio flipped the script. Which I, which I, looking back, I'm like, the, he, he really said, you know, this is my one shot. I'm going all out. So and he, did, he had yeah. them flip the set. They, they took out all of the couches and they brought in leather couches. And I think on the first show, he joked. He said, yeah, I brought this. Uh, I, I changed the furniture because I said, if nothing else, I figured Eddie would be comfortable in leather, you know, because Eddie Murphy always was wearing leather. So boom, he has that. He has the the set um set up right, and then Eddie Murphy he calls in a favor. Yo, Ed, I'm doing this show. Will you come on as a guest? He has Eddie Murphy come on. Stephen Mills comes on, and next thing you know, they say, you know what? We want you to come back and host the next night. And then one night, two nights turned into two two weeks and four weeks and a couple of months. And then the show ran its course till the end of I want to say eighty. 88, and then they picked up the sh- Then he got his own show. That was still the late show, uh-huh. hosted by Arsenio Hall. And then he got his own show, probably a couple of months later, the Arsenio Hall show. Yeah. And the rest became history. And then and his show became the hot show. Yeah, no. And, and the show was really good. Although, there was some weird things, though, that he did on that show. That very, like, that he it seemed like he wanted to be, one minute it was like he was a talk show host. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, he wanted to be like, this investigative. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm gonna yeah, put you. I'm gonna put you in the hot seat. And like, in gonna, what, like, give me an example. Uh, vanilla Ice. You know, all of a sudden, oh, okay. he became was where it was so obvious. Okay. His, his. I don't want to. I'm, I'm gonna, not gonna say. I'll defend Arsenio. Okay. In yeah. that the reason I I can't speak for him, but I know as a black viewer watching the show, I think. See, uh, and I saw him in an interview on uh, I don't know, like CBS recently in pre- preparation for a show. And he was saying, um, if, if you're Jay Leno or fill-in-the-blank uh, white comic and you're getting this job, you can just be a host. If you're Arsenio Hall, or at the time, the only black cat in late night, you were serving two purposes. You, you were serving two communities. Um, so he's serving the greater uh, community, the, the, the people in the Midwest that might not have ever been around mm-hmm. more than one or two black people. And then he's also serving the hood where, right. where he's saying, you know what I have. To. So me watching Arsenio grill uh, vanilla ice, I'm saying, you know what? Yes. Yeah, is, is he going to, is he going to ask what, what we all want him to ask? Because I remember um, vanilla ice first premiered on, uh, on the box. I don't know if y'all remember the box. It was like this video subscriptions. You could order, uh, music videos to get played on on this station. If you if it was like a, a video request uh, website, which is almost unheard of now, because now you can just go to YouTube for free. But back then, you you'd call in. Yeah, I want to see Vanilla Ice's uh, uh, um, uh, Ice Ice Baby. Right. You pay for it, and you you'd get to see it. So now you have people from all over calling to get this video on. Somebody's kicking off. But are you saying? Okay, go on. But. Um, the first time I saw, I remember watching Ice Ice Baby right before I went in the army. I was like, "Yo, this is this is dope." It, mm-hmm. was, it was it was it was it was it was hot. But then over time, you started you started feeling like Vanilla Ice was trying too hard to prove 
how down he was. Word to your mother. Every interview was, yo, word to word to your mother. And which is why in Living Color goofed on him and spoofed it because it was like, dude, if 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 you're down, you're down. You know what I mean? Uh third base, MC Search, you never you never got the the sense that uh MC Search or uh Prime Minister Pete Nice were trying to be down or were trying to be Brooklyn. They just were Brooklyn. And you then okay, search. You got a black girlfriend that that you wind up with a black wife. It's just expected, right? You know, Vanilla Ice. You like, son, are you trying to run game? You trying to hustle me? And so that's what I think Arsenio uh, for a, for a guest like Vanilla Ice. Yeah, yeah. I can't speak for him to know for sure, but looking at it now, I would I would guess he was probably saying, look, I in his mind. Not only as as a representative of of the black community, but also just as a black man, he's like, right, right. Yo, look, son, um, the the song is hot and you and you're caking off, but yeah. why are you trying so hard to prove right, how right. down yeah, you I are? Think, yeah, I you think know? you're right. I but, guess I, you know what I guess from what I was, I think that's definitely right. And he had like a like a certain duty to right. do. I just you know what I think it looked like. It's funny you said trying hard. It looked like he. Was, was trying was so trying. hard, right? I, like he became I like all of a sudden, that. like you know, his stance right. change, and, right. and and he gets and and also like the way he was, like, he almost like was saying stuff also, which was odd, like trying to confuse under, Vanilla Ice, <laughs> like he was saying it under his. <laughs> he was also, but he was also going like under his breath too, which was kind you of. I thought what I'm saying. Like, Excuse me, ah, gotcha. <laughs> right, because he was like, I think he said something like he was like, yeah, he's like, because I saw you brought, I guess Vanilla Ice brought. Was it Flavor Flav out or something with he them? He did. And then, and then Arsenio right. goes, Arsenio goes, yeah, no, that just seemed like a, you know, like a move that you tried to force. And I was wondering why you did. Like, he, like, did this weird thing, like, where well, he was, like, he, talking he, oh, under his breath and, like, being, like, a little, like. Yeah, Ar- Arsenio also, like, we're breaking down Arsenio Hall. But he always, there is a, even watching his premiere last night, that he, he has a, uh, he seems Almost shy sometimes, which is weird when you, if you're hosting your own show. But uh, I remember um, when Jimmy Fallon's show first came on. I'm, Jimmy's definitely opened up more. He's gotten mm-hmm. more relaxed. But Arsenio, uh, I've always noticed there's there's been a, a, a shyness. Like the, uh, Paul Abdul came out, and you could see last night Paul Abdul came out, and he was very humbled by uh, by her coming out. Even though I'm sure he probably knew she was coming out. Yeah, she came out. Look, I look. Spoiler alert! I'm sorry if you didn't watch the DVR. Um, but she came out, and I always noticed that with his show. Anytime he never he never liked the the attention being on. Anytime the attention was on him, he got very like, "Hi, right, man," you know, very right. shy. And so I wonder. I don't know for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know for for even a possibility. But I wonder if he maybe felt uncomfortable. Maybe maybe that was uh uh well, the inner conflict that he was he was feeling. Oh, because he did it with dice to too. He did it with dice. He was kind of. Dice, so that's where yeah. it came across where it was like. Yeah. I don't know what is like. Right. Why, re- you know. And he was talking so about dice. Also, was cocky. I remember. That's funny. You. I remember when dice dice and and dice was. I mean, dice was the king right there. Yeah. Like even though like Eddie Murphy. To me, it was funny because I remember the episode Dice was on. I thought he was actually pretty, though, uh, really nice considering the way Arsenio was coming at him with the whole, you know, the usage of these words. And and then I'm thinking in my head, 
Well, have you? Did you never see Eddie's act? Right. right. So I'm confused right. why you're coming at like so making it. So what you're it... saying is you had a problem with Arsenio uh, grilling all these white guys. <laughs> no, I I say <laughs> yeah, something. Like, I mean, he, he ain't pulled up when <laughs> he grilled Farrakhan. But did he? Did he? No, see, I didn't. <laughs> I would never click on that epic. I wouldn't care what Farrakhan right, right, had to say. Was... But um, I just happened to. There was like three or four interviews that I clicked on. It was right. Dice Vanilla Ice, Eddie Murphy. And I want to say, I remember seeing something when he had Tupac on or something. Oh. So out yeah. of those like four people, right. I noticed when, you know, of course, well, when Eddie, Eddie was on, it was a giggling it was, it was, fest. Yeah. And yeah, it, was, it was, I thought they were, you they know, were always, you were I like, thought they, I, yeah. uh, were they, I, well, hey, yeah. you know, yeah. um, <laughs> they, they were, they were real, real, they were really good friends. They were friends. They were, were, they were so the, the, their interaction versus him having Pac on. I remember when he had Pac on, it was interesting because I remember I like that Pac was real, just straightforward. And he said, yo, he said, I didn't feel like I really liked you because it seemed like you wanted to have someone like me on, you know. And then Arsenio came from his angle saying, well, this, this is the reason why. And it wasn't that. Um, yeah. But with, with Vanilla, I, with with, uh, with Dice, going back to Dice, I, I think. And, and once again, this is only specul speculation, but I remember watching and saying, oh, this is some weird energy. Yeah. And then I also said, but you know what? And this might be me thinking, thinking it, overthinking it now, but if I'm a comic, like, because Dice never hid the fact or hid the hid or bit his tongue and, and didn't let people know, you know, I'm the, I'm the, uh, you know, he, he was saying, I'm the hottest guy on the planet. You know it. Yeah. You know, you know, and it was you funny. had me on your show. And it was funny, but if I'm a comic, <laughs> and I said, yo, was if I'm a comic. I'm sitting there like, you, you know, I'm nice too. You know what I mean? Right, right. But, but it, right. that's but that's also in, that's also being inconsistent. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, so yeah. You know, I, that's why I'm saying. Just all of a sudden, it was like an. I, now that being said, I like Arsenio Hall. Right, right, right. I, was and actually, I, didn't, I didn't get the sense that you didn't. Because, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <I don't. laughs> but I, I'm, I'm saying that. Jokingly, I, I got a weird Arsenio I, I, story I, I, for you. Not a, oh, not a wow. story. Now, but what uh, Doctor J was friends with your father, and no, no, <laughs> and he introduced you to Arsenio. <laughs> and you, you you went to every show, and you were there live on the set. When he grilled vanilla, I was like, "Jeez, oh, I like that guy. Why are you grilling so hard? It's all coming out here in the podcast. Oh, man. I don't even know how I want to continue. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. No, no, that's funny. Uh, no, I was just saying that I, because Arsenio kind of disappeared for a long time. Yeah, you like know, 20 years. And then I remember being in L.A. and during, this was like during the NBA finals. Mm -hmm. And there was this guy. What year? Right? What uh, this was the Lakers. I want to say against the Sixers. Yes, absolutely. Lakers against Sixers. You you really want me to try and rack my brain? This is the playoffs? No, no, this is the NBA Finals. Oh, okay. Well, Iverson was only in the Finals yeah, once. Was, okay. But I'm not, I remember the year, but I don't remember exactly what year. You don't, you, I don't know what year. Well, you okay. want to know the year? Yeah, that's what I was... I'm, hey, um, man, I'm speaking for the people, but the people, okay, no. y'all can go Google it. So... This guy was running around doing like with like you know, those like little reports and stuff uh -huh. like that, and he had like uh, kind of dreads yeah. and this facial hair. And every now and then, like he was just walking around. And I was this was again during my day where I was wearing velour warm up suits as a kid, and I think uh -huh. I had a. Uh, 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 Sean John, uh, yeah, Sean John Valor. Okay, so that, that's all you had to say. Okay, so this is uh, <laughs> early millennium. I'm gonna say this old, but like I was in seventh yeah, grade yeah, though, or something okay, like that. Okay. Uh, you know, I was wearing yeah. Valor suits, headband, the right, whole thing. Course, you know, 
Look like every video by Puffy. Right, exactly. I'm but sure. this pre pre Diddy Puffy. Right. No, this is definitely Puffy era. Right, you know, right. not Puffy era, but definitely you know right. around that time. And this guy's running around, and I was wearing this chain and stuff. I don't know what the hell I was doing. Did you really have a chain? <laughs> I definitely on? had a chain on. Wow. <laughs> Hold on. Was you had was it a, what, you, was it the long you had the fake? Did you have a Jesus piece? No, no. Let me find out you had a Jesus piece, but he's Jewish. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just like. Um, it was because I was in seventh grade. Yeah, I think it was a. It was a. Yeah, di- like a fake yeah, the, diamond. A fake Jesus. diamond Jesus piece. <laughs> you ain't, you're, in, you're in seventh. Hold up, you're in seventh grade. Oh, you're in chemistry class. This white kid with a velour sweatsuit. A uh, velour short. The velour shorts. Velour shorts. Light blue. The, baby had, blue. Had on a pair of jo- You blue. had the baby blue. Baby blue velour shorts. Velour I look like a scene out of Malibu's I, Most Wanted. You know what sucks? I had that same. <laughs> I had that same uh, velour sweatsuit <laughs> with shorts. I remember because I used to wear it all the time. I got the and headband on. With, I, I never had the Jesus piece, though, son. I'm, so I'm, he kept, he would walk by me every now and then. He, I, he maybe thought it was real, too. I don't know if mm-hmm. he did. But he would just, he, every now and I know who he, okay, my point is, I don't know who this guy is right. walking around. He's like, oh, look, you got the diamond. Like, every now and then he just kept walking by. He's doing these interviews. And, he goes, and then ooh, I'm wondering. Ooh, ooh. But I'm like, who? And I'm thinking every time he does this, I'm like, I'm like, well, who is this guy right. walking around like right. this? And then finally, someone says, I, you know, you ever seen coming to America? That, I was, I didn't really exactly know. Right. And then I was like, right. that's Arsenio Hall. Right. And he had the, he, I mean, he looked totally different. Right. I mean, he right, didn't right. look like anything. And he, he did didn't this, look like himself. Right. He didn't look like himself. And he was doing this for the Leno show at the time. Gotcha. Okay. And did you make it to air? Do you know if it aired? No, no, it was nothing. He never did it on camera. He would just be walking by. I don't know why he was ever interacting with me. I think he just found it maybe funny, this small white kid. It seems like I'm guessing people like you because everyone sort of just interacts with you from from Law and Order uh, supervisors to to Arsenio Hall in disguise. Arsenio in disguise. And And again, this was going on. Again, every time I see, I feel like every time I'm about to tell something, I feel like you're looking like, oh, no, I'm honestly, this? Dude, I don't know if this I'm is really, interesting. I, I, I don't know if this, this is interesting is, or this hella is hella interesting. Okay, I, I'm gonna, I'll let you in on this. Stories. This is interesting. I got, I, this is, it sounds, I, this you know, I sound, sound, you know, I it even, sounds incredulous to you because, or you think it sounds crazy to us because of how incredulous it makes you like, you're like, wow, this, this really did happen. You've had a lot of adventures, dude. It, well, it sound, I also sound like I'm being an asshole by saying no, it. Like, that's what it also you're comes telling, off you're like. You're telling you the truth. It's not, it's not, you're not being a Right, a, but we a, just a-hole. talk about comics coming and, and telling, uh, oh, I was on this, no, and no, that's no. what it is. No, it, there's a big difference between... There's a huge difference, but I feel like and that. Arsenio and uh, a comic uh, coming up to you at your room in the Bronx. I'm so tempted to say his name because I'm really annoyed that he even did this. A comic... Uh, on the on the New York You'll feel City better not saying his scene. name. You'll feel yeah, better. Yeah, not no, I'm not going to give him that 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 burn. But uh, oh, so Vessi's yes, yeah. telling me that he Vessi had a room. You still do the room? It actually just stopped. Okay, which is, and, and and to be honest with you, I find that so amazing, ridiculous. Because Dean came up and did this room. Every lineup, yeah. you were there. Lineup was yeah, great. Dude, it was, it was a great room. Had and fun. and the fact that we couldn't get enough of a following. I just think it's to, a to shame. Fill up. Yeah, because I it wasn't really a big a shame. club. It, it wasn't, wasn't a big, big place, club. and it's like, who else should I bring up? Right, right, do, right. Do I need to bring Eddie right, here? Like, right, I don't, right. I'm not sure. Some rules, sometimes, though, if a room is in the me, hood, um, the reason it doesn't work is because it's just in the hood. And, not, and people- is not even the hood. No, it's not. It's not. I, when I say in the hood, I don't mean like in like the ghetto. I mean just it's a neighborhood spot. Right. And people can go here any night of the week. So they're like, eh, people probably, right. I guarantee you, 
a gang of people in the area probably were like, oh, I got to go to that, but just never did. Right, right. Because it's right there. Right. You know what I mean? It's like the, the Statue of Liberty or, or the Empire State Building, they're right there. So when was the last time you went to it? Yeah. You know, but the, the, they're amazing places to go to if you're a tourist. Yeah, But there are people in France that never go to the top no, of the Eiffel true. Tower because they're like, yeah, I see it. But it's I mean, I think it's tower. pretty, but like I said, those people in the neighborhood got to see you for 10 bucks for dude, 45 minutes. Dude, on, on a Sunday night, well, you could DVR, uh, you know, Breaking Bad and come see, because uh, I, I think I was only supposed to do, I only had to do like 20 minutes. I did close to an hour just because I was there. I'm yeah. in the Bronx, why not? You know, but um So go on. So yeah, you tell this you tell the story, me telling so, you. So yeah, so so Vessi's telling me, you know, he had he has his room and he his lineup is full. And and people, if people have come from wherever, from me from Brooklyn or some guys from Connecticut, some guys from Harlem, you know, the Bronx is off the beaten path. And so you're like, here, you know what? What time is my spot? You tell me I'm going on at, uh, what, like 9, 9.30. He makes sure you get get on around 9, 9.30. But on, on the urban circuit versus doing the mainstream rooms, oftentimes people will come just do drop-ins and hosts want to make the best show possible to bring people back. So it's not unlikely for you to have a headliner booked, but then you have three guys that'll come through. And if they say, if I'm a young comic and I see the females and there are a lot of women in the audience, I know I'm like, yo, could I get five minutes? Can I get some burn? Because that then you get, even if you're not getting paid for the show, your pay is you get the victory lap of having pretty girls come up to you and say, oh, I thought you were real funny. You know, I don't know right. why I just made a Puerto Rican, you know, but I guess it's the Bronx. <laughs> And so this particular comic comes up to Vessi and is like, yo, I, uh, um, can I well, get first he said, I yeah, just to tell you, you yeah, well, no, 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 but you tell the rest because I want you to. But the first thing he actually said was, uh, I guess once the owner came out to me and said, hey, you know, he's looking to get some time or whatever. He's a friend of mine. I said, okay, uh -huh. cool. I'll let him know. And then the comic then comes to me, hey, what time am I going up? Oh, wow. Wow. So he just, he just bogarted. Right, and He's then I said, Bogle. and then I said, we'll try to fit you in, and then you tell them. Right, he like said, I'll try and, Vessi says, I'll try and fit you in, and he says, oh, well, you know, um, I, he can't say his name, but he's like, oh, well, I mean, you know, a lot of these guys that are on the lineup yeah. have auditioned for me. Yeah. And you finish telling the story, and then let me interject with my yeah, realistic he said, he said, reaction. Yeah, he said, I have a show, first of all, some show at a network, right. whatever, and nice. I'm on stage. He goes and stands by the stage on uh, the side, like, why, like almost if, like staring, like almost like, an, almost like, like a like weird intimidation. Almost, almost like you, you I'm going you, to go on the up, stage, right? You know, I'm going up next, right? And I'm on the stage, so I'm performing, and he's standing right here, grilling wow. me. And then, obviously, I just said, you know what? I told the other comic, I said, I really apologize. I said, you know, I don't even want this energy here. So I said, I'm just going to put him up for 10. Just get it out of the way because okay. I can't even. Oh, so you did. I didn't know you did. Well, because I have to now take on a conflict. Now right, he's making right, it right. that serious right. where it's like, we're going to have to now have an altercation. And I was like, I'm you really know what? annoyed at this dude. Man. I was like, you know what? Just why don't you just go up, do the 10 minutes and, you know, and, and of course, uh, you know, uh, I'm selling my uh, oh, shit afterwards. Boom. And then, and then, and, and not yeah. a merch. 
He, yeah. he tells me he's selling that he's not only advertised on stage, which is fine, do you, whatever, but then not tells fine. but then but then tells me when I'm going up later because he stuck around, he says, Can you announce it again? Oh <laughs> no, did you? You didn't. Did because, you? Because, you're a nice you're Let me let me tell you but Dean, nice let me tell you why. Because honestly, it sounds like I'm I'm being like I'm old, I'm getting softer, I'm old. I don't want the problem. You avoid I, the I don't want the problem nothing, anymore. Because it's like I feel like I have it, 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 yeah. You run into a lot of people that yeah. do this. It's like. That's a common thing. It happened to him, too. Remember? Well, his yeah. was like more like well, it's, it's just, just fucking pretending I'm dumb and doing well, it. Well, it's just protocol, man. If you come if you come through to do. I was just talking to Harris on the road um, this weekend, and we were saying cast don't really respect protocol. If, if, you go, if you're going to do a guest spot, you're doing a guest spot. And usually if, if you ask to get on somebody's show to do a guest spot, it's because you're working out some new joke. That's that's the main reason for a guest spot. If you're going in, if you go on to do a guest spot and you're doing this your A your A game material, you're really just going on to say, I'm nice with mine. Who likes me? You know, right, right. But or, or you're a younger comic needing the stage. Or time, you're a younger right? comic, but, but, you know. but younger comics don't do guest spots. They, they, you, you're throwing them up. Like in my, in, in my opinion, mm. you're, you're, you're throwing them a bone. You know? Right, so, right. So that's different. This cat's been out. I almost just said it. He's been out long enough. And here's the thing: a lot of dudes, that you, there's something you, you, you that I always like to refer refer to. Some people will say, uh, like, that they have 10 years experience. Some people have one year's experience repeated 10 times. <laughs> Meaning they, they still, they haven't progressed mm. in the 10 years or however long they've been out here. They're just making the same errors that they've been making f for the last decade, you know. And, and I'm sure he didn't go up and do anything that was uh, groundbreaking. And that's not to say you have to. But... You know, taking that approach. Well, what's interesting is the only other sh experience I had had with that comic is I did a room, an ur another urban room where mm -hmm. I was booked, uh -huh. and he came and, in and, and did a guest spot and did a guest spot and did and did twenty minutes before See? me, and not only twenty, and then finally, it's also you know the host fault too. Finally, the host gives him the light, and then he goes ten minutes over that. So he almost so he did, did thirty third, minutes, about twenty at least. And it was it a guest longer. spot. Yeah, it was about Dude. maybe close to thirty, and then of course. You know, DVD afterwards. And then... Wow, and he then, really moves units. And he, he moves units. And then... And it was like... It was funny because it was like this all Spanish room. He's a Spanish right. guy. So he just does 30 minutes. He's dancing. He's music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... So I go on. Takes me at least... Uh, felt like an eternity to get them to fucking even right. listen you to had, what the fuck I'm un, talking you about. You had to un-salsa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going on after a half-hour Spanish uh, right. fiesta. Right. And uh, doing my stuff. But that was my... Oh, so these right. are my two interactions. Right. With, so, so do But I like to hear your interjections because now you're surprised that I'd even Yeah, did no. I'm, so you... T I mean, when you told me that, I was like... His, his, look, people have to realize if you have to tell somebody who you are... You aren't. You know what I mean? If you have, if you have to say, you know who I am. No, you're not who you think you are. <laughs> you gotta work a little harder. I, I never, I never trip. If, if, uh, so I've, I've been places where my friends or whoever I'm with, they're like, dude, how do they not know? I'm like, they don't know. They don't watch. I don't get mad. People, people will also take the flip side where. Uh, they'll say, oh, uh, uh, what are you? Oh, well, where do I know you from? And I'll say, well, I, I was on Saturday Night Live. And I always say it very, like, 
sort of like, eh, well, you know, you may or may not know. I, I was on Saturday Night Live for a couple of years. I don't say like, I was I was on SNL. You better recognize. I'm like, I was on SNL a couple of years and and uh, most recently uh, did uh, MTV 2's Guy Code. And people will say, oh, you know what? You know what? Yeah, this thing. You know what? I, I seen you on Guy Code. I'm really. And then they get like whispery, like, I didn't really uh, watch SNL, so I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm, I'm not mad. Right. Well, who, who, but it makes you say, well, who have you interacted with that did trip that they, that you didn't recognize them, you know? Yeah. And then people, people need to get out of their, um, out of their bubbles, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's a very, around you. Yeah, it's amazing that, I mean, but that people, that, that that guy would even do that, that he would even think that that's because, okay, but it's be, like... Well, especially because knowing who this person is, even if he did have, did have or does have or um, is looking to have a show on this cable network that you mentioned earlier, um, that you're not, you're not at the level, you're not at that level where you can trip. Like, right. like Tracy Morgan, I remember watching Tracy... Um, we were at Stand Up New York, and this this woman came up to him, and she she it got weird because she came up to him. We're, we, he and I are chilling at the bar, like Artie's there, and uh, and the woman's like, "I just want you, I want you to know that um, I think you were fine in saying what you said, and you shouldn't have apologized." He's like. I, 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 I think I, I was there that night. Yeah, I, I, I was just I think, about to say. I, I, think, I, was, I think I saw yeah, this. Yeah, this yeah. was like last November. Yeah, yeah. yeah last no, I remember this distinctly. And he was like, yeah, I should have apologized. I apologize. No biggie. And But then, okay, lady, you said what you wanted to say. Keep it moving. She wanted him to know her point. She's like, well, no, because, I mean, people are so politically inc- uh, politically correct nowadays. He was like, listen, I, I apologize and I move forward. I'm, I'm feeding my family. You feeding your family over comedy? And he actually thought she was a comic because later on, she kept going. And at that point, I think we all were looking at each other like, well, you know what? You get what you get. Her boyfriend standing at the wall, sort of shaking his head like, why is she insisting? And finally, Tracy's like, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm sorry. Have you ever made um, X amount of dollars doing doing, uh, working for NBC Universal at 30 Rock? She's like, no. He's like, "So, so then you can't talk to me. Right. And then he was like, are you a comic? She's like, no. He's like, wait, you're not even a comic? I thought you was a comic. You get, get out of here, man. Well, and you know what? At a certain point, though, if people keep pushing, you got to set them straight. I mean, it's, I think that's a totally different dynamic. Yeah, it's like at some point, you got to be like... People want to be heard. They want to, yeah. And people want to be right. And all the time... Like, I'm not... I, look, man. I'm not trying to change anybody's opinion about uh, whatever their beliefs are. If I know there's no change in your opinion, like a, uh, I was, I was at a club um, uh, a couple months ago, and the the Trayvon Martin, George Zimmerman trial was in full full blast, and I think President Obama had come out and said something, um, and most people saw it for what it was. Most people were saying, "Well, yeah, he, if he had a son, chances are his son would look like him." And be black, and so Trayvon Martin could have been his son. That's that's taking it in the context that he we all know he meant it. Some they spun it around, and this particular person at this club, he says, "Yeah, but you know what? I mean, I, I think Obama's uh, Obama's verbiage was was uh, divisive. 
And I said, what do you mean divisive? And then he allowed, he said, well, you know what he said. And I told him, I said, well, that's not what he said. He said this. And but dude still had decided he was going to be mad at Obama. And at that point, I totally checked out of the conversation because in my mind, I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and try and change your opinion because you've already made up your, your, your right. mind. It's not worth it. And it's not worth it's not worth it wasting my energy to try and uh, uh, con- convert the non-believers. You, right. you, you've made your decision. Right, absolutely. You know, some people will, some people won't. We just right. got serious, didn't we? Yeah, it got very deep. It got I real like heavy. <laughs> you, you can always end the, 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 the weight in the room by going into Tracy Morgan's voice. <laughs> we, we done gone a long time. I think today's been a good, how long we run? It's been good. We're almost there. We're almost at the hour. We're almost there. This is awesome. Um, so when I was in LA, I was practicing. I got to practice with the Sixers while I was there the okay. whole time. I know you know sounds- what, Vessi? <laughs> Damn it! So that, so you that, see how he, you see how he took us on. The, he let me go on this long tangent, but made sure we all knew that he got to play ball with the Sixers. Not the, was it the Iverson years? Yeah. Iverson was Well, that's what's funny is that. Well, that's what's funny. Did you have cornrows under your sweatband? White boy cornrows. But I will say that, you know what? People always ask me. I say, oh, they said, oh, so you got to practice with Iverson. I said, no, no, no. He was, he never was on the court. Right, okay. He was, and uh, he would take off. Actually, during the finals, one time when I was on the court playing, a a golf cart comes on the court and knocks a ball out of my hand. I was like, who's that? They're like, it's Iverson (laughs) driving in shades. And he's driving in the golf cart. He just drove past me. And I was like, knocked the ball out of my head. And uh, And you took it. Because you did. Man. Exactly. That's exactly what you well, did. I didn't know who it was. And then I see a guy, it was a guy right. in shades with a hat right. and right. some baggy clothes and right. fatigues on. And they're like, oh yeah, he's just riding around the Staples Center. And, uh, but that's where, but that's where the, so again, so all these reporters are around. And then again, there's this guy in, you know, the dreads walking around every now and then just interacting with me. I'm like, who is this guy that's doing that? And they say it's Arsenio Hall. And that's, so I think that's why there was that interaction. Oh, okay. That's why that was even there. It wasn't like he just was like finding right. some random person in the stands. Right. But I probably did stick out being in oh, Fubu gotcha, Velour. Gotcha. And that was Yeah, I, anyone stands out wearing uh, velour, uh, baby blue velour. <laughs> and then being in seventh grade probably adds to it. And then a, seven, a seventh grade white kid in said blue velour sweatsuit with the sparkling faux diamond Jesus piece. Right. Um, there were a lot of red flags that made Arsenio probably think to himself, oh, I got to talk to him. I wish I could remember what he said. I just remember him going by, just something about like, oh, you got the diamond chain too? Yeah. And then him just walking by, like, wow. <laughs> and then finally I realized who he was. I don't know if I said something to him or I said I was a fan or something. Uh, he said, he's like, you didn't know who I was, did you? I said, no, I didn't. He's like, yes, you're saying yourself, he's not supposed to have that hair. Right. Right, I was like, true. yeah, I was like, I had no, I mean, he did not look even. That was even- a star search, like, because I remember Arsenio hosted star search. And people, it's funny because people act like um, Arsenio has been a hermit. And he's actually worked. You know, he's been, yeah. you've seen him, but not in the capacity of the what we're used to. Uh, right, right. This, this, the, the business is funny because um, it's sort of out of sight, out of mind. Like, people forget People know you for one thing, and then that's what they want you to be. Right. And so I still, um, to this day, people will come up to me like, "Yeah, you should, um, you should act." I'm like, "Well, I, I do." Yeah, no, I mean, you, people act like people act like if you're an, an actor or or comedian, 
that there's a, a sign-in sheet that you just forget <laughs> to go uh, jot your name. To. Like, you know, how many times you'll have people come up to you like, you know what? I could see you in movies. You should do that. <laughs> and like, you know what? I've been meaning to go to Steven Spielberg's house. I never thought to go, you know, and say, you know what, Spike Lee? You know what? I know that you're working with all these brilliant actors, but guess what? I'm here now. Yeah. Why not sign me up? And you, you should, know? yeah, they always, you should do that Comedy Central yeah, do thing. That, I was do like, that Comedy Central thing. You should do the roast. You're, I think you'd be good. I, I was I'd like, you know what? What the? Roast. the I, I mean, yes, Seth Rogen knows. Uh, James Franco, but I think it. it but I explained to them like, but then you got to show up. I said I don't want to have to show up to the thing. Right. I mean, it's it's, it's, I'm it's, not going to do all that. It's counter uh, breaking bads to, on right. It's counteractive to... to my laziness of supporting other people's careers. I want to sit at home. So now I feel now that you made me feel like an asshole for saying that I, I played did, with the though. Sixers. Um, you did it um, to yourself. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, me and that other comic are doing a podcast now. Right, right, uh, that was, right. <laughs> it's all about just us talking right. about any little, even compliments that we receive just right. in general. Right. Just like, oh, hey, thanks for holding. We talk about it. It's what you got to do. Um, is there anything else? We, what, what, I feel like we, we didn't come full circle on every single thing we talked about. We were taught, you know, it's how funny how we got even to here was you talked about that you knew Mark Jackson's wife, which is unbelievable. Desiree Coleman. Yeah, she, I just, I remember she was. Uh, and amazing, I remember an amazing made, singer. Yeah, I remember them making they made a big to do. Actually, on Arsenio, Arsenio Hall had her on. Did she? I, I, I did think it. when I she was, uh, I think Patti LaBelle was on the show and said, "I've discovered this brilliant singer by the name of Desiree Coleman." And I remember I was like, "She's fine," like with a capital "fine," you know. And and so from there, it just you you wound up knowing who she was, and then Mark Jackson. Was was so big um, in in the NBA, right. you know, that when they became like this this um, I guess so black celebrity royalty, you know, because and that and that's the beauty of um, going back to our senior. That's the beauty of his show being back on and why his show is necessary because there are a lot of there are a lot of cats that not and not just black, but there are a lot of um, uh, entertainers that. Will will don't get burned on Leno or in the Tonight Show or Letterman or even Ferguson and Fallon, and you'll see them um, on his show. You're right, I'm you probably know, too black to be on Leno. Huh? At this point, yeah, you have a shirt that says "Cool." Um, you but know? you know what is uh, she? Her voice. I mean, she's like. I mean, you know, it's funny because you see like all these people who are you know obviously the famous singers and stuff. Right. And then, like, and you hear them sing in concert, and they're like, right, "Okay, right, right." Like, she is a real, she's a, she's a, sing, she's singer, a singer, singer on another level. Like, yeah. I, I don't go to church, right? But but they you'll, you'll, me. you'll 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 call Mark. Yeah, I'm not going to church. Could you just have your wife sing one? <laughs> well, I went to you their went to church, church with them? and I because I knew a black church. I said, "This is obviously going to be good." Right. I said, "I knew that going <laughs> in. I knew that going in." Because white churches, and I will say this, I don't care. Welcome to my boring white church. That's what I think they're saying. That's all I hear right. is welcome to my boring white right. church. They, I went to church for you. I couldn't believe. I mean, it's terrible. It's right. awful. It's right. the worst right. show yeah. ever. It's, I mean, even yeah. God is checking out. Like, I'm <laughs> done. So, so. That's because God's in the black church. Yeah, right? God's in the black <laughs> church. Enjoy. Yeah, I mean, why would you be, I mean, going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome home. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's how I, f I felt. It was, I never left. 
feeling better than leaving he that felt church the spirit. Yeah. And, and and watching her. I said I was watching. I was like, where the hell is right. this? Is the most unbelievable. Right. And it was she was singing. Uh, another woman was singing. I said, right. this is like the most amazing so performances. It's great. Right. Fucking. You know what's funny? If you're not used to going to a black church and you suddenly church, go like, to pass I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, motherfucker, this is fucking amazing. What? These fucking pews are amazing. This fucking lady's amazing. This <laughs> is like, Lord, forgive him because this is his first time. That's usually the response. I'm looking at black children. She's thick. I'm like, right. this is yeah, yeah. Deep that's, that's the deep. thing about going. <laughs> well, no, you know, it's funny. You go to you go to church. You go to a black church. You will, her, you will boy. say to yourself, you know what? Uh, <laughs> Jesus is a lie because I shouldn't be looking at this woman's booty, but I am. I know. I mean, and, and the oddest people are there, too. Is in L.A. is like Debo from Fridays in the right. front row testifying. I said, this is amazing. I said, only here can Jesus, I do this. Is that true? Yeah, he's in church. Tiny Lister's in church. You're like, why is he crying? Tiny Lister's in church going like this with the hand. And then Mark is given, he's, I don't know if you know, he's a He's a minister, yeah. He's a minister. He's given it, and his is not only a great speech, but somehow he works Jay-Z into the sermon speech. And he's like, yeah, if we can get excited about the Jay-Z album, then we can get excited about church. And I'm like- this because, is amazing. I'm because here. it's a hard not life. People have to realize that it's a hard not life for all of us. Not just one of us, but all of us. H to the Izzo. <laughs> so it was. Jehovah is your witness, and so is H to the Izzo. Amen. I walked out. So, so white people should be ashamed of their Well, church. you know, people, people receive it uh, differently. Well... White, all I'm saying on this podcast, if I just want to get one thing across in uh-huh. your podcast, is white people, we need to figure out the church thing. I don't know if you need Arsenio <laughs> to host a show there. I don't know what we need to do. His dad was actually a minister. Who, oh, really? Arsenio, Arsenio? His father was a, was a Baptist minister, Baptist preacher. Don't ask me why I know. I, I know yeah, I do. I, I know far more information. Yeah, it's very good information, you know. Hey, man, when Jeopardy has like any anything like TV, film related, I, I, I clean up. When, go, when they go to literature, I'm like, as my wife. Yeah, it's weird that I could have like brought up trivia. Like, hey, I went to a church and saw a woman sing who's the wife of an NBA basketball player. Oh, and he, you would have been like, Coleman, Mark Jackson. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. That's why I was out there. That's why I was able to stay out there as long as I was. Right. And and be able to be around the show. Did he have a car for show. you, or did you rent a car? <laughs> Just curious. Because listen, I'll, I'll be real before you answer I that question. I wish there was a camera on me. I'm, I'm staying. Uh, there was no car. I, I rented my own okay, car. Okay, okay. Because I go out to, uh, last time I was going to L.A., uh, Russell Peters, a uh, friend of mine, he was doing a show with me up in Harlem. And I just happened to mention, yeah, I got to go to L.A. Oh, Marina show. Next week. Yeah, the we're one. doing Marina show. And uh, he was like, oh, who are you staying with? And my buddy Rich lives in Hollywood, so I normally stay with him, but he was in the process of moving. So I was staying with Ian, who I mentioned earlier. And uh, Russell and Russell Peters, for those that don't know, is probably one of the most successful stand-up comics on the planet. Like, literally, he's on Forbes' top 10 earning right. comics. This guy sold out uh, the O2 Arena. For, for the two of you listening to this that don't know who he is, and by that I mean, I'm pretty sure anyone that's listened to this podcast should know who he is, but for the two of you who don't know who he is, uh, click on YouTube and look up Russell Peters, um, or he, I think he's uh, at the real Russell Peters on Twitter and Instagram. Funny dude and real giving dude. He said, "You want to stay? You want to stay in my house?" Yeah. I was like, "Um, oh, you know." And in my mind, I, I didn't say this, but in my mind, I'm like, "Uh, Ian's furry rug, the futon, or my own room in Russell's mansion in the valley." Uh, 
So I said, word? He was like, yeah, you know, if you want, you can use one of my cars. And I know he has a Bentley. So in my mind, I'm like, I don't think my Geico is going to cover a ding on the on the Bentley, you know. Uh, but yeah, he he let me let his brother stay there. So I'm I'm going out there. I fly out. Um, by the time this comes out, I'll have stayed at his crib and driven <laughs> and driven and rucked his car. Well, he he actually here's what's funny. He has a uh he has a uh, a guest car that's still a fly. It's like a Volkswagen sports sports car, but that joint is fly. Yeah, I'm sure. And, I and, did. I paid for my own car though, for the record. Yeah, and okay. it was and it was rent money. That was, What'd you yeah. Say? Like a guest room. Yeah, a guest yeah. yeah no, a guest but, car, that's funny. Russell Peters is one of the nicest car. dudes. Russell Peters. His guest money. That is, nah, that's, that's where he draws <laughs> a But no, he's, a, let me tell you something. One of the nicest dudes, it's, it's, it's refreshing to have friends in the industry or know people in the industry um, that are, that know how to wear success and wear celebrity. And, and the same thing like Bernie Mac. One of the nicest dudes, God bless the dead. Bernie just knew how to wear it. He was real giving cat and, and uh, real generous. And Russell's the same way, man. And and you can't find anybody in L.A. that doesn't have a good story attached to dude, you know. And, and right. so, I, so me saying that as we wrap this podcast up today... Um, I that's that's just respect because I I appreciate that's and that's what you want. I I look forward to being successful so that you I can pay it forward and and say to someone, yo, you know what? If you need this, and I I do it in the way I can. You gave me the driveway spot. I, I gave you the driveway. I gave you a T-shirt. With, gave me a T-shirt. My name the driveway. Maybe you, know, you know. I I think I'm a giver. But but you do it at whatever level. Yeah, you 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 pay it forward, man. You give people. You know, it comes back full circle. Absolutely. Know? And I think the more episodes you do, you'll come up with a name. We'll. You'll yeah, figure we'll figure it out. We'll and, figure uh, it out. I'm, I'm, I, I'm trying to figure out a way to uh, throw Father Monkey in there because it's just because I know no one has for like you know what I mean like the, yeah. like Father Monkey funny, but we'll figure it out. We'll we'll I'll, I'll bring I'll have a brainstorming session on the uh, six hour flight. And if you need to any LA. sixer memorabilia, I have it. I I, I I'm sure you do. Um, yo, so we're <laughs> signing out. Yo, this is Dean Edwards, man. Hit me up, Vessi. What's your uh, Twitter and Instagram? I don't have Instagram, but uh, well, are you serious? I don't. Why not? Um, I just, you know, it's too many. I, I have. Are Facebook you bucking the system? I'm bucking the system a little bit. That means, you know, what's funny. That means you'll come around eventually. Probably. You know, because I'm trying. It's just too that. many things. It's just too many things. Right. And I, but I'm on Twitter, Twitter.com/slash Joseph Vessi. Joseph. Thank Vesey. you for having me. By How the do you way. spell Vessi? It's a V E C S E Y. Okay. Or Had Joseph Vesey. former best friend. Okay. There we go. Kidding. Um, you can hit me up. Uh, follow me. I am on Instagram and Twitter, both at I A M Dean Edwards. I am Dean Edwards because that's who I am. Hey man, we appreciate y'all checking us out. The cat is sitting there chilling. You got anything to say, cat? No? Indigo. Real lazy. Indigo is chilling right we're gonna, here. You're gonna, more episodes to come, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely more episodes, man. I I had a I had a blast today. You know, we'll we'll have more uh more guests. Uh it's funny because I'm looking back, I'm like, well, what exactly did we talk about? And yet we talked about so much. Yes. These things are fun. Absolutely. You Thank know? you again for having me. I appreciate oh, man, it. I appreciate it. Yo, Big Mike in the background. Um, Mike, you know, handling the sound, man. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch y'all next time, man. Dean Edwards. Deuces.